I was listening to the mess that's going on and everything's happening right now and it just seems like it's getting worse every day. And I know the Bible teaches that it will get worse before He comes back. And it, uh, so I uh, was thinking about uh, the want to be something the day that we get rid of Satan and get him completely done away with. <clears throat> so I want to talk to you tonight about the final revolt of Satan and the final destiny of man. So if you would please, I uh, would like to read and to start off with in Revelation chapter 20. Revelation chapter 20. I'd just like to read a little bit. <clears throat> Revelation 20 verse 1. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and the great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil, and Satan, and bound him a thousand years, cast him in the bottomless pit, and shut him up, and set a shield upon him, that he should deceive the nation no more, till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed a little season. And I saw thrones, and they set upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of men, and them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus, and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads, or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. <clears throat> but the rest of the dead lived not again until a thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that had part in the first resurrection. On such the second death had no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. And when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison and shall go out to see the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. And they went up on the breadth of the earth and compassed the camp of the saints about, the beloved city, and fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. And the devil that deceived them was cast in a lake of fire and brimstone where the beasts and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven were fled away, and there was no place found for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were just out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were just every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast in the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast in the lake of fire. Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, we're so glad that we're saved by the grace of God tonight. We're not going to see these great things that you're going to do on this earth. We'll be with you in heaven. What a day that's going to be. Then to come back with you, Lord, we can't even comprehend what it's all going to be like. But we look forward to it with excitement every once in a while. And we would pray even so come Lord Jesus. We ask you to bless us tonight now. 
In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. In these verses is given the final revolt of Satan and the final destiny of man. The question is, why will God let Satan loose again after he has bound him in chains? I had an old preacher years ago. Uh, if you can answer that question, maybe you can answer the question, why did God let him loose in the first place? Amen. But uh, I, I was qu- uh, noticing that. Now, during the thousand-year millennium of Christ, which takes place before the final revolt of Satan, many children will be born, and they will see the blood sacrifices and hear the pleading of the priest for salvation in the blood of the Lamb during a thousand years in the Holy Temple. But millions of these grown-up children during these times will harden their sinful hearts in unbelief Simply because the Lamb of God bleeding and dying on Calvary's tree means nothing to them. I never thought I'd see a day like today that that's not that's even true today, but it is. Outwardly, they will offer the sacrifice required, but inwardly, they would despise the Lord. Finally, at the end of a thousand years, all these people that have been born during this time will be uh, be offered a choice. Satan or God? Satan is released at the end of the millennial reign to reveal that the ideal conditions of the kingdom under the personal reign of Christ do not change the human heart. It's desperately desperately wicked and against God, Romans chapter 1 tells us so. God always wins over. The final revolt of Satan is put down in Hebrews, I mean Revelation 20 verse 9 and 10. Then comes the great white throne judgment. I was reading behind the preacher just uh, this past week. Uh, he said, I wonder why that uh, preachers are not preaching on the great white throne judgment anymore. You never hear of it, hardly ever. But it needs preaching on because a real happening is going to happen. The fact of the throne, Hebrews 9.27 says, As is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. I said Sunday, every human being is going to be judged. The saved is going to be judged at the judgment seat of Christ, but the unsaved is going to be judged here at this great white throne judgment. Now, you've got to remember something. They're not going to be judged whether they go to heaven or hell. Or, uh, that's not the judge. It's going to, they, people are going to be judged according to their works. It's the same way with every child of God. When we get to the throne room of Jesus at His throne and stand before Him to be judged, we're not going to be judged according to where we go to heaven or not. That's settled here on earth. We're going to be judged there according to our works. And we're going to be rewarded according to our works down here. Now, if that's true, then every man's going to be rewarded in hell according to his works then. Daniel 9, verse 9 and 10 said, and I beheld to the thrones were cast down, and ancient days did sit, whose garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head like the pure wool. His throne was like the fiery flame, and his wheels as burning fire. A fiery stream issued and came forth from before him, thousands, thousands ministering to him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The judgment was set 
and the books were open. So it's going to be a day. It's going to happen. That's the great white throne judgment. Now, who is the judge of this throne? Christ Himself. John chapter 5, verse 22 and 27. For the Father judges no man, but has committed all judgment unto the Son, and has given Him authority to execute judgment also, because He is the Son of Man. Acts 10, verse 40 and verse 42. Him God raised up the third day and showed Him openly, and He commandeth us to preach unto the people and to testify that it is He which was ordained of God to be the judge of the quick and the dead, or saved people and lost people. In Second Timothy 4, verse 1, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at the appearing of His kingdom. So Jesus is the judge at the great white throne judgment. Now, again, the jury of this throne. Five sets of books God's going to use to judge. Number one, the first book is a book of uh, conscience. In Romans chapter 2, verses 14 through 16, talks about man, every man has a conscience. Now, we look at people today and we say, how can they do the things they do? They must not have a conscience. Oh, yes, they do. God gives every man a conscience. Your conscience condemns you when you do something wrong. And so on that day, according to Romans chapter 2, verse 14 through 16, God's going to open the book of conscience of every man and it's going to tell on you. Then you have the book of words. Matthew 12, verse 36 and 37. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be judged, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. And I read that one day and I said, Thank God I ain't going to be there. Amen? I mean, God's already judged me on the Calvary. And, and John, 4, uh, John 12, verse 48, He that rejected me and received not my words hath one that judges him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. And Jesus plainly said that every out of word we're going to have to give an account of, or those that's going to be there, we'll have to give an account of on that day. Now the book of secret words. That is, Romans 2 verse 16 says, God shall judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ. Ecclesiastes 12 verse 14 for God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. <clears throat> every once in a while, me and my wife will do something for a family, and we'll say, now, I'd rather you not tell anybody, because that's between you and I. And, and I want it left that way. And as far as I'm concerned, the world don't know what we do. Amen? But the world don't have to know whatever we do. We want to do it for the Lord's sake. And the Bible said that one day that work will stand there before it. And but yours too. Every human being's work will be tried or, or, or given account of what they do and the secret works that we do. Ecclesiastes 12, verse 14. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. So you have the book of secret works that's going to judge on that day. Then you have the book of public works, 
1 Corinthians 3, verse 12 through 15, Matthew 16, 27, For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of His Father with His angels, and then He shall reward every man according to His works. And 2 Corinthians 11, verse 15, Whose end shall be according to their works. In other words, everything that we do, God judges. If you, why you go to church? Why you read your Bible? Why do you tithe? Why do you pray? Is it to show somebody how a great Christian you are? Or are you doing it to glorify God? And so it's going to be revealed that day. That's public's works. Then you have the fifth book, which would be the book of life, according to Exodus 32, verse 32 and 33. Psalm 69, verse 28 said, Let them be blotted out of the book of the living and not be written with the righteous. Daniel chapter 12, verse 1, Roman, or Revelation 20, verses 12 through 15, God keeps books on us. Now, what that simply means, you cannot lose your salvation, and a lot, of, a lot of those that teach you can lose your salvation try to use these verses like Psalm 69, 28 to prove that God can blot you out of salvation. No, that's talking about that when you're born, God has a book on you. That does not mean you're going to heaven just because you're born. But God's got a book. When I was born in this world, in fact, God had a book on me before this world ever was formed. But He has a book that I was going to be born in. Here I am. Alright, that's life. But the book of life is, God's going to, if you reject His Son, then He blots your name out. It's just that simple. I can't be blotted out. You know why? God's already put me in His book of life. Eternal life. Now, who will be judged at this throne? Only unsaved people will stand before the throne. That is the great white throne. Psalms 9, verse 17. The wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. The fifth thing, what is the judgment of this throne? The eternal lake of fire. Revelation 20, verse 14 and 15. In other words, the end of all judgment of man is if you reject Jesus Christ as your life, you only have one eternal. And that's hell fire. And we don't like to talk about that. I don't like to even think about a place like that. But the Bible says there is one. And that's where every man is going to be judged at the great white throne judgment is going to be cast there. Now, that's the final end of wicked man. Then comes the destruction of this present earth and heaven. The fact of this destruction of the earth. Matthew 24, verse 35. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Turn to Hebrews. Just back up a little bit to the book of Hebrews a minute. Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 10. And thou, Lord, in the beginning hast laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the works of thy hands. They shall perish but thou remainest. And they all shall wax old as doeth a garment. And as a vesture shall thou fold them up, and they shall be changed, but thou art the same, and thy years shall not fail. I got news for you. AOC, or what her name is, that predicted a few years ago we only got 12 more years to live. I mean, the world world's going to burn up because we're putting gases in the air and all kinds of these. Uh, electric cars coming out. Uh, but God said He holds this world in its place by His Word. 
has nothing to do with cars or nothing else. Did you know the world ever since it's been formed it goes in cycles? It'll get hot one year in Texas and the next year it's freezing. And God works in cycles all around the world. It goes into... Uh, Ecclesiastes talks about that. And so man has nothing to do with that when it comes to the destruction of this earth. God has, will destroy this earth. Now, the reason for this destruction is... Up to, by the way, when he talks about destruction of the earth, he's not talking about annihilating the earth. He's not talking about doing it completely away with it. He's talking about the same way that they did in the flood. God renovated the earth. And that's what he's going to do by fire one day when he said he's going to destroy it. Now, the reason for this destruction up to here... The final rebellion of Satan has been put down. The false prophet, the Antichrist, and the devil himself are all in the lake of fire forever, up to here. And the wicked dead have been judged and condemned, up to here. Then why destroy the earth and the heavens? Now notice on this very important. Because God will one day do to creation what He did to Israel, when he loved the Old Testament and, and loved them in the Old Testament. Isaiah 48, verse 10. Behold, I have refined thee. I have chosen thee in the furnace of affliction. God put Israel through uh, affliction to refine them to be like him. And God will refine this very earth one day and the heaven from the very existence of sin and he's going to do it by fire. He's going to burn all that and mess up. Then comes the new creation of heaven and earth. Isaiah 65, verse 17. For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered, nor come into existence. That does not mean that he's going to say, one day and this planet's going to be gone. That means he's going to renovate it and make it a new place. And I believe it's going to be like the Garden of Eden. But I don't know, but I do know it's going to be different than it is right now. And Second Peter chapter 3, verse 13, Nevertheless, we, that is, the Christians, according to His promise, look for new heavens and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. You know why I like this verse? I'm not looking for the destruction of this earth. I'm not looking for Satan and to take over this earth. I'm not looking for all that. Absent bodies present with the Lord. What I'm looking for is, nevertheless, we, according to His promise, are look for the go past that. Amen. I'm looking for the new earth and a new heaven. Revelation 21 verse 1. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. Then comes the final destiny of man. And I. I Read this a lot. An epitaph of a great stone once read. Remember, friend, as you pass by, as you are now, so once was I. As I am now, thus you must be. So be prepared to follow me. Somebody come along later and wrote these words underneath it. These words were found. That to follow you, I'm not content until I know which way you went. <laughs> Amen. And that is a great saying. And, but when it comes to the final destiny of man, 
I want to go the right direction. Amen? Now, before the cross of Calvary, before the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, the dead boast, the saved and the unsaved, went to the heart of the earth to a place called Hades in the New Testament. Sheol in the Old Testament. Originally, there were two sections of Hades. One for the saved, called Paradise, or Abraham's bosom, Luke 23, verse 43, Luke 16, verse 22, and then one for the lost. In other words, down there in the center of the earth. Now, I don't understand how that could be. It's none of my business. But I do know God said it was so. That every person in the Old Testament died before Jesus rose from the dead. Under grace, grace began. Before that happened, every person went to the center of the earth. And there was a dividing wall of some kind between the saved and the unsaved. And some lived over in Abraham's bosom. The saved went there and rested till Jesus rose from the dead. And the book of Matthew said when he rose from the dead, he brought many with him out of the graves and carried them to paradise above. That at that time was paradise below. He carried paradise below to paradise above. So now, uh, absent from the body is present with the Lord. And so all unsaved this past on is with the Lord right now wherever he's at in heaven. Now, remember this. But after, I mean, during that time, the lost was in that other compartment uh, called uh, uh, Sheol, and uh, they're still there. And the Bible says, after the resurrection, hell has enlarged itself. And, and he makes it very plain that every lost person now goes there and stays there to the resurrection. Now, after the cross and the resurrection of Christ, the unsaved uh, remains in Hades, waiting for the final judgment of the great white throne. The saved, according to Acts chapter 5, uh, 7, verse 55, 1 2 Corinthians 5, 8, Philippians chapter 1, verse 21 and 22, man before the cross, all unsaved went to the old the lost compartment in the heart of the earth. Then all saved went to the saved compartment in the heart of the earth, known as Abraham's bosom of paradise. Man after the cross, all unsaved still go to the same place. All saved now go to the third heaven where Christ is at. Man after the final resurrection, all unsaved are taken from the lost compartment in the heart of the earth to a permanent place of outer darkness called Gehenna. Now all say will enter into new Jerusalem and a new heaven and a new earth forever and ever. That's what I'm looking for. And I get excited every time I read and study about it and I look around at what's going on in the world right now and man, what a mess we're in. But we're going to be delivered from that. And it ain't fair off either. Amen. Let's pray. Father, bless your people. Lord, we look forward to the day we see you, first of all, face to face. But in all the glory that follows, what a glorious time that's going to be. Bless us as we look forward to it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for being here tonight.